Life Audio. Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. Today, we're going to talk about something that's really important for all of us to understand and engage in. We have brothers and sisters around the world who are facing persecution for their faith, just like we're told in God's Word that will happen. It's imperative that we understand how we can pray for them and encourage them physically as well. So I'm excited to be joined by Judd Saul from Equipping the Persecuted today. I believe we'll all grow in our understanding as we hear what's going on and how God is at work even in the midst of incredible difficulty. So be sure to stay tuned. Judd, welcome to the podcast today. I am so grateful that you're here. Hey, thank you for having me on. It is an honor and a pleasure. Well, I am I am glad to have you. I'm, I'm really eager to hear about the work that you guys are doing and, and honestly understand better the need for it. So as we dive in, could you just tell us a little bit about equipping the persecuted and and what you guys are engaged in so that we we kind of have a direction for the for you unveiling what's actually going on over there yes equipping the persecuted is a mission that is dedicated to helping persecuted christians on the ground specifically in nigeria we are there to help eliminate attacks against Christians by radical Muslim jihadists. And we are there to also mitigate the damage being done to defenseless villagers, widows, orphans, and displaced persons. Wow. Why Nigeria? Is there a, is there a specific tie for, for you personally? Or, or why, why are you so laser focused on that land? My grandfather was on the board of a mission to Nigeria and I say when I came back to the faith and I had my wake-up call with God, I was led to go help him, help him out on the, help him out on their mission there, to help raise awareness about what the mission was doing. I heard all these wonderful stories, but this missionary came in and he was showing us what was going on using a slide projector. And I come from a technological background in film and video production, and I was like, okay, this guy needs a lot of help. <laughs> to show and to tell the stories about what was going on there. And then I went, and after I came, after I went to Nigeria, it stayed on my heart. I fell in love with the people, fell in love with the country. But as I continued to go back over the last 12 years, we saw a massive increase in Christian persecution. And when I say massive increase in Christian persecution, I'm talking about a systematic jihad against Christians perpetrated by radical Muslims, where they are going through and they are killing Christians in mass and forcing people from their homes and villages. I'm talking, we're talking about an impoverished nation that, you know, imagine the average Nigerian makes a hundred dollars a month. Oh my goodness. A month. Now imagine everything you've, you've, you know, your entire family generations have grown up on farming. This is all you've ever known. This is all your family's ever known. And then your entire village is destroyed. All your crops are destroyed. And then you're left with nothing. And that's what's happening to the survivors. And they're being forced into what they call internal displacement camps. And uh, these are essentially refugees within their own country. And the government doesn't give them any assistance. And many times when these Christians are put into a different area of the country while they're now surrounded by a different tribe, 
different dialect. They're even treated badly by the other people. And when I saw this going on, I saw this happening, just the Lord laid it on my heart to start asking questions. Okay, what's really being done to help these persecuted Christians? Has anybody taught them, you know, security awareness? Has anybody, you know, how are we responding to these attacks? And I found out that there was a big gap and a big void that no one was really helping persecuted Christians on an ongoing basis. And that's why I created Equipping the Persecuted. That's that's incredible. I want to you said a couple of things there that I want to follow up on, but but first I want to kind of double back. What is the atmosphere there that has allowed this to to expand to be such a rampant attack on them? Like governmentally, it's it's hard for us in the states to understand how a climate could be that difficult. And so I want you to to paint us a picture, help us to understand how it got there as much as you can see, like from a, from a political standpoint, a government standpoint, a leadership standpoint. So Nigeria, after missionaries came there in the late 1800s, most of Nigeria was Christian. It was Christian based. It was a Christian nation. Really? Yes. And in fact, one of the key regions in the center of the country, which is JOS, J-O-S, Nigeria, stands for Jesus, our savior. And what has happened is Radical Islam and Muslims have been coming in from the north for for a long time, you know, little by little by little by little. And they started gaining a population and they started what they call cultural jihad, which is, you know, have as many kids as possible. They go into the region and then when they reach a political threshold, when they have about 50 percent of the population is when they start dominating politically and then violently. Wow. And so what you're watching in Nigeria right now is is essentially how Islam has always operated, but you're watching it happen in real time. And, and you're watching what you go from a cultural jihad where neighbors and people live together, they do commerce together, they do work together, but then they start taking political power and then all of a sudden it goes violent to, to do the full takeover of the nation. Wow. And that's where we are in Nigeria now. That's where we are in Nigeria right now. And a lot of Christians there had still don't understand what has happened to them, but they're beginning to figure it out. They're being beginning to figure it out real fast. Yeah. And with the destabilization that happened in the Middle East under Obama called the Arab Spring, where a lot of the countries in the Middle East were destabilized, and then you saw the creation of ISIS, well... That has spread into northern Nigeria, and so you've seen money and weapons flow from the north, and it is part of a full takeover. They want to have a caliphate that takes over all of Africa, and Nigeria is the key country that if they take over Nigeria, you are now able to take over all of Africa because of the rich mineral and oil resources that reside in that country. Wow. That's on. It's a lot to absorb. It's a lot to hear because we don't get this kind of information. It's, you know, you don't see it on the news. You don't, not many people are talking about it, but it's so critical to understand the dynamics there so that we can certainly understand how we can try to get involved and help, but also watch what's happening around the world through a different lens, see more strategy to that, see, you know, be much more aware personally of the stakes of, preparing you know our own families for what may be coming our way people need to be aware of what's going on and how 
Islam truly operates. And right now, what you're seeing currently, and, and this this is a developing situation, people need to be paying attention to what's happening in, happening in the country of Niger and what we call the, the coup belt of Africa, which has all been taken over by dictators who are all happen to be Muslim. The Muslim military dictators have all taken over Northern Africa and they've created an alliance. And unless something is done, I think we're going to see a lot more destruction and killing, especially those that are Christians in Christian countries. Wow. Well, you noted, you noted as we were talking before that Nigeria, the persecution in Nigeria has actually been kind of out of proportion to the rest of the world. It's, it's insanely high. Can you expand on that a little bit for those who are listening in? Because when you told me that, I was absolutely blown away. Okay. So what, what's happening is, is that the, so the Muslims have taken control of the government. Essentially, they have a Muslim presidency. They have a majority Muslims in the Senate and in the House. So what is happening in the country? So it, you're talking about a country that was majority Christian before. Now, slowly, Muslims have come in and taken over and they've taken over politically. So what you're seeing now, why the massive amount of persecution, persecution deaths is because it was once a solid Christian country, and now they're trying to wipe them out. And the government of that country is turning a blind eye to what's going on. And I assume that based on the way that you just laid it out, not only are they turning a blind eye, but they are really strategically allied with what's going on. Right. No, no, they're str- they're strategically aligned. And, and, and like in many cases, if you're not radical enough with the guys that have the weapons and the power and the money, then they will take you out and replace you with somebody else. So I think a lot of it simply they are, are they have to look the other way for their for their own sake of their own lives. And then you have some that are just flat out complicit and are happy with what is happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, just um, again, I, I think I've said this three times. This is a lot to absorb. This is because this is stuff that no one is talking about. And right. it's so grievous. And and even as you're talking, you know, you, Nigeria was a Christian nation. You, know, you would look at you would look at other places where Christianity had made such an impact and you noted that for the believers there, you know, they had worked alongside, you know, then co- all of these things alongside of their neighbors. And then there's this massive s- swing and they didn't even really know what was going on for a while. How can we, I, I want to get to what you guys are doing there. That's, that's yes. really, really important because I think it's, it's fascinating that, but how can, can other people be more aware, kind of wake up. What have you seen there that would that would be beneficial for for families here as they are kind of watching what's what's playing out around the world to prepare themselves, their children, and so on to to stand and just walk wisely. After a short break, we'll be right back to talk even more about this. The award-winning CSB Explorer Bible for Kids helps kids place God's Word in the middle of God's world. Within its engaging, full-color pages, kids will interact with the people, places, and things of the Bible and God's creation. Fascinating images, illustrations, timelines, and study helps show archaeological evidence, introduce key characters, explain new concepts, and help kids experience the wonder and truth of the Bible. 
QR codes placed throughout the Bible bring educational videos, discussion questions, and activity pages to life, helping kids apply key truths of the Bible to real-world experiences. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash explorer Bible to get your copy now. Again, that's teachthemdiligently.net forward slash explorer Bible. Well, the that's a loaded question, and uh, I know I'm sorry. It's a loaded question. That, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'll, throwing, I'll, I'll, I'm not giving you any softballs yeah, here. <laughs> I know, no, that's a loaded question. I'll try to answer it the best I can. One is, as far as what our mission does and what we're doing to raise awareness. Just a short few months ago, I saw a very big need to start documenting and telling the truth about what's happening in Nigeria from a journalistic perspective. So we put together a project called TruthNigeria.com, where we're working with citizen Nigerian journalists and Nigerian journalists and some journalists here in the U.S., and we are reporting every day on attacks and atrocities that are occurring, and we're also getting intelligence and we're putting out terror alerts to warn certain areas and village areas of ongoing terror attacks. Now, for what why this is relevant to Christians here and Christian families here. I think if the biggest thing that I would like people to understand is that the enemy will take advantage of our Christian charity. They will take advantage uh, of our kindness. They will try to use our Christianity against us and to guilt us into letting them get their way. And this is the case of what is going on in Nigeria and what has happened in Nigeria. If you try to defend your farm or your family from being attacked and massacred, you'd be, you know, they will say, well, you're Christians. You're not being very loving. You're Christians. You know, this, this isn't Christian charity. You're showing violence to us. You know, why would anybody want to be a Christian? They, they use our Christian charity and generosity against us to attack us. And that's where I think people need to draw the line. We should always practice Christian charity Sure. Show the love of Christ to people, but don't be naive and let the snake attack you. We're supposed to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves, but that does not give thugs and terrorists the right to kill you and your family. Right, right. Well, and that just underscores the importance of knowing the truth, walking close to the Lord, being in God's word, allowing him to direct your steps and give you wisdom as circumstances around you change. But having an awareness that this is going on is such an important piece of that because we are by nature so naive because you you expect the best. You don't you don't expect for horrible things like this to happen. So so I really, really appreciate the way that you are presenting this. I appreciate the fact that you've got the the website, the Truth Nigeria, where you are actually explaining and documenting what's going over on over there. I think it's so important that we all start engaging in that so that yeah. we know better how to pray, how to how to actually bear the burdens from afar of our brothers and sisters there, but also how to engage with you guys in the work that you're doing. So I would yeah. love for you to tell us about some of the ways that you're equipping the body over there and you're physically engaging with them to prepare them and to to help them in their time of need. So we are a boots on the ground ministry. A lot of people like to talk about the problem and just that's all they do. Well, we actually do something about it. And we're a boots on the ground ministry. 
that we do our best to respond to attacks within 48 hours. Wow. Imagine everything you own completely destroyed, all your food destroyed. You have no money, nothing. So we try to come in with uh, food, medical aid, clothes, sleeping mats, anything we can do to try to help the situation and to keep people from dying of diseases. Many of these quick, quick, you know, quickly popped up IDP camps, which is internal refugee camps, they're, they're making tents out of garbage bags and anything they can find. And so the sanitation, the sanitation issues are just beyond horrific. And many diseases and outbreaks, typhoid, malaria, yellow fever, tuberculosis is what we've run into. So we try to come in where we can with food, medicine, to try to help save as many lives as possible. And then on the prevention end, we have been working very hard with village security teams, teaching them basic security awareness skills, medical response training, how to, you know, in many cases, we've put up village alarm systems, you know, big siren on a pole that's powered by a solar panel. So someone can hit a button in case of an attack, and then we help them come up with strategic plans of, okay, if we know an attack's coming, how do we evacuate? Do we put up a first line of defense? We work with them on these issues. We've supplied many of them with bulletproof vests. We give them radios. I can't get into the weapons business, otherwise I'd be thrown in Nigerian prison. We're doing <laughs> everything we can on a legal basis yeah. to help our brothers and sisters out. Well, and it's so interesting to me how practical and how 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 physically involved you guys are and how well thought it is, how you are truly meeting the needs where they are, the, these needs for security, the needs for the alert, the needs for training and all of this. How did you put together a team that was able to do all of this? I have been building up a network uh, as I've been going to Nigeria for the last several years. And just I, I made sure the people that were are, are part of our core team on the ground in Nigeria had been tested by fire and that are very trustworthy and have a and really have a heart for ministry. And I say God just kind of aligned it all together to make this work. And our staff has grown to over 40 staff on the ground in Nigeria. We have several different wow. ministry aspects that we're working on. And above and beyond all that, we've built an orphanage. We have 23 kids in our orphanage right now. We have capacity for 100. We have a bunch on the waiting yeah. list to get in as we're processing. Uh, to get into our orphanage. And our criteria is kids whose parents have been murdered by terrorism. And wow! so we're supporting them and we support over 200 widows monthly, many of whom are widows of pastors who are murdered. And yeah, so it's, it's, it's an ongoing mission. If there's a need and we have the resources, we try to help the best we can. Wow. Well, just, I, just, wow. I am so grateful for the work that you're doing over there. I'm so, I, I just, I stand in awe of the way that God has equipped you personally, has put together this team, have given you guys a vision. I'm just, I am, I am awestruck. How can our families get involved? What, what can we do if we were to mobilize to truly help? How can we get involved? First and foremost, we need you to pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters, pray for safety, pray for peace, pray for comfort in their afflictions. And then second, 
you can donate to our ministry at equippingthepersecuted.org. That's equippingthepersecuted.org. And I'm asking folks if they can donate $25 a month or more to this mission, because every dollar that's donated is going to help persecuted Christians on the ground, whether it's widows, orphans, or simply a displaced family that's been taken from their village. And then third, I hate to tell people to do this because it's it's kind of annoying, but I need people to call their congressman and their senator and tell them to lay pressure on the country of Nigeria, the president of Nigeria, to defend and protect the innocent citizens that are being slaughtered under his watch. Okay. All right. And do you have, you know, at Equipping the Persecuted, do you have like an action plan? Do you have something that I can direct people to that will kind of lay this out and give give them kind of a step-by-step how they can get engaged with you guys? Pray, donate, contact your congressman. That's the action plan. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Well, that is pretty easy to to remember there. Is there anything else that that we really need to know before we we kind of move on and start really trying to mobilize everyone to get involved with you guys? People need to be aware of what's going on across the world and really try to understand that a lot of problems we have in America that we, I think, blow out of proportion are first world problems. We have problems going on here against Christians. Yes, that is true. The enemy is here at the gates in the United States. But I'd like you to put it in perspective is that we still have jobs to go to. We still have food on the table. We have cars. We have air conditioning. We have many, many things which our brothers and sisters in Nigeria would consider complete luxuries. And I want to have people understand what real poverty looks like. And that's sleeping on a dirt floor, not having running water, having no air conditioning, having no power, and praying and relying on God every day on where your food and resources are going to come from. Yeah, and I'm I'm so grateful for the way that you have laid this out. Can you tell us again, just kind of as we're wrapping up here, where people can find not you know, how can they get in, in touch with you guys? Give us that URL again. We'll be sure that we link. But then also remind everyone about your journalistic site where you're sharing and you're documenting what's going on over there. Well, you can go to our website, truthnigeria.com to get information on what's going on in Nigeria. No one else is doing this. No one else has invested in the effort to actually document and tell the stories about what's going on because mainstream media is afraid to tell the truth because it's politically incorrect. And we have reporters and resources on the ground risking their lives every day to get these stories to bring it out. And so one of the big things everybody can do is take this information, share that, have the conversations, tell your pastors, tell your Bible studies, and share with them what's happening to our brothers and sisters in Nigeria. Absolutely. Well, we will be sure that we link all of those things and Really, I'm I'm so glad that we had this conversation because it'll be so much easier for me to try to encourage families to get involved with you now that I have a much better understanding of what you guys do. So, Judd, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you for having me on, and God bless you for your ministry. And I want to encourage everyone, keep homeschooling your kids. It's the best decision you're making as a family. Totally agree. <laughs> so thank you guys for hanging out with us too. I I imagine that like me, you're you're sitting there going, Wow, that 
stuff that you just had no idea was going on, or you had kind of a a high level idea, you knew that there was persecution, but to actually hear specific stories, the specific way, the path that it's taken to get there, it's so enlightening. And I hope and pray that it impresses on your heart and leaves a mark that will encourage you and spur you on as a family to pray for our brothers and sisters in Nigeria to get involved. Equipping the Persecuted does such good work in, in so many ways. They are truly there to to help, to help our brothers and sisters physically as they are in such turmoil, meeting needs, giving them training, helping them have alert systems and so on. And there is such a specific way that you can get involved. All of us can. So go to equippingthepersecuted.com. Learn how you can get involved physically by donating. I think that this would be a really great way to stay in touch or stay engaged through their truthnigeria.com website. Include your children. Um, You don't have to show them everything. And depending on their ages, you're probably going to want to relay the information in different ways. But make sure that they understand that what they're doing and praying for people and getting engaged in their lives is really, really important. I have been put to shame by my kids many, many times as they pray for people around the world in ways that just shows how real it is to them where I get busy and I forget. And so engage your kids in this. It can be life-changing for them. And then finally, take the time to call your congressmen and senators. Encourage them to get involved, to put some pressure on the government there. That is a very tangible, very practical way that we can get involved right now. And there's really, really very low friction there to keep us from doing it. So I hope that this will this will stir your heart to get involved in more people's lives. We talk all the time about how the Great Commission begins at home. Your home is your Jerusalem. As you are equipping your children, giving them a strong foundation for their faith, go on and expose them to the truths of what's happening around the world because Their Jerusalem will be there one day, but so will their Samaria and their Judea and the uttermost parts of the earth. And we want to prepare our kids well to understand what's going on and to pray and get engaged in the lives of our brothers and sisters all around the world. So have a great rest of your way. Be sure that you check the link in our show notes to engage with Judd and equipping the persecuted in the days ahead. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more. So check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more. Mm-hmm.